0: Yeah, because I see I, when I make a noise, it like shows up white spectro, spectrograph vision. I gotta put my teeth in, y'all. Hold up one second. What's the matter with me? Back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay, my teeth are in. Let's get it on and poppin'. My name is John. I'm 43 years old, husband, father, small business owner, radio, DJ, podcaster, and I have multiple sclerosis and made this podcast to share what I'm going through. That felt all right. All right, all right, it feels okay. That's okay and that's enough. Thank you for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. All the best people tuned into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. Jersey Girl, shout outs to Jersey Girl. She gave me an email and she was listening to the Whisper episode. So hopefully she'll figure out that I'm okay. And now we're here, now we're here on episode thirty. But Jersey Girl wanted to let me know she used to work with Judy Human. So that's amazing. Because now I'm one person away from Judy Human. I'm honing in on humanity. Humanity I'm honing in. I'm one person away. Shout outs to Jersey girl. Thank you for listening. Yo, if you want a shout out, all you got to do, email me at john at, That's J-O-H-N at hoppinworld.com. That's j o o h n at dot dcom Send me an email. I, I'll give you a shout out. It's a simple system and it works give it a shot john at hoppingworld.com shout outs jersey girl can't forget geography big shout outs to australia ireland egypt germany and denmark new york city san francisco nashville detroit ohio saxtown oregon eugene oregon fresno and salt lake city thought you thought these words are flying around the globe. That's that geographical shout out, y'all. I went to my friend's birthday at Trader Vic's. Trader Vic's is a restaurant and bar chain headquartered in Emeryville, California. A chain of restaurant, Polynesian-themed restaurants founded by Trader Vic Bergeron. And he's one of two people who claim to have invented the Mai Tai. So you have two people. One's a historically inaccurate at best and a liar at worst. And the other invented the Mai Tai. No telling if it is Victor Jules Bergeron Junior, who founded Trader Vic's, but we went there. A lot of people ordered mai tais. I ordered a Floridita. You know me. I'm on the lookout for a Floridita cocktail, and they made it with red vermouth, so it wasn't quite right. I gotta have a good one. No disrespect. They just had a kind of vague, um, vague recipe, and they followed it, and they made it a good enough drink they just put red vermouth where white vermouth should have been and I didn't know enough about the drink but I was like something is wrong and I looked at it afterwards and I was like I was right something was wrong but just knowing that something is wrong isn't enough to correct someone and say oh I know better because I didn't know better try to hunch white vermouth I'm still on the lookout but hold on the at at oh just wait a second So we went to Trader Vic's, it was my friend's birthday dinner, and she was like, when when we were like way back in college times, I think the last time I've been at this place, Trader Vic's, was with you when you took me here in in college, and I was like, yeah, I like this place in college i used to take people there you have a scenery of the marina you get some fried fried poo platter and uh, it's a weird drink and my friend asked the uh, waitress she got some drink and it came in a ceramic coconut and she asked the waitress she was like I remember when we came here 20 years ago I feel like you could take these coconuts." and the waitress was like no no you can't but we have a, a A store right over there where you can buy them to take home. And then I was like, well, you can't take them, but you'd be stealing them. And we were like, ha, ha, ha. I think someone. It wasn't that, like, it wasn't like we were a bunch of criminals at dinner. But someone might have a coconut, ceramic coconut glass. I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't, I didn't steal one. Okay. I wasn't there. I didn't see anything. I don't know anything. That's it. Trader Vic's. It was cool. I I rode my wheelchair there. It was wheelchair accessible at Trader Vic's. It's kind of the parking is a little bit of a free for all but it was wheelchair accessible. I got out of my van, rolled up. I rolled up to where I was seating. and I rolled up to the table. They pulled the chair away. I had a place to sit. I was there with probably 10 people. I made a new friend, someone I had never met before. I think everyone else I had met before and they're all my friends, I think. I don't have to like do any background work and try and fix anything be like, we can't be friends after all. I think we're all active. We have active friendships. So no repair needed. So it was cool to get out and my, my wife came with me we saw people we know and I made a friend I, after the dinner was over the one guy I didn't know was sitting at the other end of the table and I started talking with him we went out in the parking lot and we were looking at the reflections of San Francisco and the marina on the water. It was cool. Trader Vic's is cool. I used to take people there in college times because it was a Spot. I made a friend in the parking lot and he owns a bar. This is like the best kind of it's like a solid gold friendship that I've created. A man who owns a bar. Yeah. That's a score. I'm like, I never met you. He's like, I never met you before. He's like, I own a bar. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Woo. Guy owns a bar we talked about the bar and also he um knows some people that i used to sell meat to so we got a we got a food thing he owns a bar i was involved with meat he he eats hoppin hot sauce he likes hoppin hot sauce let me tell you he's already a fan he's converted let's play the jingle hoppin hot sauce it's the best hot sauce, Hoppin' Hot Sauce. It's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. For sure, we gotta play the jingle. Come on, hopping Hot Sauce came up. That was natural. The guy owns a bar, anyway. Owns a bar, likes Hoppin' Hot Sauce. I'm like, yeah, you're my type of character. I, w- I asked him, uh, And he was like, I was like, do you ever bartend? Do you ever, are you ever behind the bar? And he was like, no, bartending is a young man's business. And I was like, I see that. I was like, so owning the bar is an old man's business. He was like, you're onto something. I was like, all right. So on August 8th, they, um, We got something published in the Times. Air travel for people in wheelchairs. What flying is like for people in wheelchairs? For passengers who use wheelchairs, air travel in the United States can be an embarrassing, uncomfortable, and perilous prospect. Among the risks are personal injury, A loss of expensive equipment and a lack of accessible bathrooms and of federally mandated services. So they had a photo essay. Basically a man in a wheelchair flying. Embarrassing, uncomfortable, and risky what flying is like for passengers who use wheelchairs by Amanda Morris, photographs by Scott McIntyre, published August 8th, 2022. So they took this guy. He's a Marine from the 80s. What's his name? Charles Brown, a Marine. Check him in at security. The photo essay, basically a photographer followed him and they show him in his wheelchair going through security, going down the ramp, getting loaded into his seat in the air, getting off the plane, making a connection, luggage. It's a cool article, photo essay. Amanda Morrison is a disability reporting fellow for the national desk at Amanda Mo Morris at Amanda Mo Morris at a-m-a-n-d-a-m-o-m-o-r-r-i-s. At Amanda Momoris. It's a cool article. It kind of give you a view into what all goes on with people traveling in wheelchairs. I thought that was an important piece, something to touch on. I dropped off the my espresso machine to a place, a garage in Berkeley. Like I had to go into the parking lot and then off of the lot there were some garages. One of them said coffee, I went towards it and it was just a garage, a shop behind a roll-up door with uh, three guys working on coffee machines and grinders. I didn't go inside to look at the back of the garage the guy invited me to but there was so much stuff on the floor I was like I don't want to go in there there's too much stuff on the floor and he was cool he was like okay fine so it wasn't but it wasn't, I wasn't there to shop. I was there to drop my espresso machine off in a month. They're going to give it back to me. I hope so. It didn't seem like it was too tight to get in there. I could not have done it in my wheelchair. I mean, maybe, but it's like, it wasn't, very accessible, but right out front of the garage is where they did the intake. They questioned me about my machine. It seems like they're going to work on my espresso machine. I hope that I'll get a new steam wand, that the whole thing will be clean. Good luck. Good luck. It's called Canaan Coffee in Berkeley. It was cool to see a weird roll-up door garage full of espresso machines and and they were like working on them. They had some grinders for sale. I didn't ask about the espresso machines but they probably had some. Anyway it was a coffee universe. I didn't go inside. I gotta uh, calm down. It's not like the whisper episode but I am having some face pain and I gotta chill out. I made a friend. He owns a bar. I'm like you are a good friend. So last weekend I rode the Bart from San Leandro. I was like, okay, I can wear my mask and I'll I'll just ride the Bart, and I I want to go the simplest thing. We decided, my wife and I were. I was like, let's take the kids on a on the Bart. That's a train ride. That's like a kid activity, and so we rode from San Leandro. To San Francisco. To the Embarcadero Station. The first stop in San Francisco. I just wanted to be like. I want to see if it's possible. In my wheelchair. So we got to San Leandro Bart parking lot. Got the wheelchair out. Rode up. And I was able. To access Bart. They had a a ticket counter interface thing that was lower so that if you're in a wheelchair, you could use it. And I used it and I got a Clipper card. I haven't ridden the Barton since they've introduced the Clipper, Clipper card because it's my first time, man. Some people might be like, I can't believe you. Where have you been? But then others are like, I live in a totally different metro area. I think they introduced clipper cards years ago. I just have been in San Jose. So I didn't ride the BART. And now I did from San Leandro to Embarcadero. I was like, kids, Kids will go on a train ride. They were like, yeah. And then I also showed them some EMB, some classic Embarcadero, Justin Herman Plaza freestyle skateboarding videos. And they were, John John especially was into that. Coco. It's sometimes hard to tell if you're getting through with Coco, but I know under the surface it's going on. So we showed them Embarcadero and there there was an old railing that people used to always, what is it? Hub a hideout? There were some ledges that people would always skate there, a staircase. That's all gone now. It's been demolished since 2011. And, but there's still like the plaza and there's a lot of stuff. So we, I, I, first of all, I rode my wheelchair up to the elevator was working at San Leandro. I rode it up to train level. Got on the train. I didn't really know where to sit on the train. I was in the bike area. I don't think I should have been there. I, I should have been at the wheelchair area. But I got in the wrong entrance on the BART. So, you know, better luck. I had better luck on the way home. So anyway, we go on to Embarcadero. Embarcadero. At Embarcadero and I guess on all the stations on Market Street. If you take that elevator from BART up to street level, there's like an elevator attendant in the elevator. Which is like to keep it from being overtaken by street people. And frankly, I was thankful that they had this guy to ensure the function of the elevator for disabled people and there was a guy in it coming back like so they they basically have somebody in the elevator at all times to make sure people don't take it over to do crystal meth inside of or heroin or whatever I think the crystal meth and heroin kind of covers it. Bad actors. We just don't want bad actors in the elevator when disabled people are trying to use it. What's great about the attendant, they'll do everything for a person in a wheelchair. They'll hit the button. They'll do the whole thing. So it was cool to have Market Street elevator attendant. We got out, we had ridden to Embarcadero, we roll, I'm in my wheelchair, we rolled over to the plaza, and I was like, this is called the EMB. And they'd been watching the skate videos, so they were pumped, and there were totally people skating, jumping off of, jumping over a stair stairwell, like five stairs, It was doing like kind of a combination. There's a guy filming, trying to do it over and over again to get it right. I I posted up under a tree and John, John and Coco, we watched and I was like, this is it. You know, next time John, John wants to bring his helmet and his scooter. And I was like, go for it. And he saw some other kid with the scooter and I was like, there you have it. So I just wanted to give them something to do. Then we went to the burger place, Gotts Roadside. We all had a burger and a drink and then hit the, hit the road. Went back to the elevator. The guy was there, got on the bar to go home and when I was waiting for the part, and the whole day I had, I was like, "We're going to the skate spot. I'm gonna wear my security T-shirt from my Halloween costume. You know, it's so a Halloween. I went. Uh, I had a kind of combo costume. I went. My first costume was a security security guard. I got a baseball hat that said security." And I had, um, uh, one of those black t shirts and it said security in big white type across it. That was my first t shirt and I thought it was funny. My first costume, I thought it was funny to have a security guard who's disabled in a wheelchair. I just, I have that kind of sense of humor, you guys. And then my second costume was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I had like a bun and I had a pearl necklace and like I had this barbershop black, you know, nylon thing that I used that for a gown. So I changed into that with the help from my wife. In the bathroom, I went from security to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But I was still wearing the security t-shirt. We were going to hit the skate spot. And I I was thinking of those old bumper stickers. Remember that? Skateboarding is not a crime. So I thought I should wear my security t-shirt. And, um, on the way back home, I had taken the elevator and I saw the guy, same guy who had been there in the morning. And I was like, you again, we had a little thing. Cause I talk to people. I'm one of the, I love the, that there's a person in the elevator. I talk all to them talking about, it, it was nice out. And I was like, Mark Twain is a liar, man. It is nice today. So I was wearing my security guard t-shirt and they let me out. Now I'm on the platform and my kids and my wife are around. I'm like, then some, an older woman came up to me with like a look in her eyes and she wanted me to defuse a situation Apparently there was, some, I didn't see him cause I didn't take the stairs, but there was some guy sitting on the stairs and he was like writing or drawing or something. He, he was like in the way. My wife said they just went around him, but this lady came up asking me to like do something about it with the guy on the stairs and i was in my wheelchair and i was like lady i mean i'm in a wheelchair like what do you want me to i first of all and I, like i think it became clear that it was like i wasn't going to do anything i i wasn't against the lady but my question is did she ask the guy to get up and move Seems seems like maybe not. Her husband was there. I'm like, did he do it? Seems like no. Anyway, I'm in a security shirt. But I'm in a wheelchair. Anyway, I felt for this lady. I hope the guy got off of the stairs or the lady got on the train or maybe both. Whatever. I I was like, I'm in my wheelchair. People see a shirt like that and they just don't see anything else. They're like, that guy's a security guard. They're like talking to each other on the bar. They're like, good, I'm glad security's here. Good. That guy looks like a real security guard. I guess. You guys, one thing. Holy shirt, holy shirt. It's like if you have a hole in your shirt, you're finding it. Holy shirt. I had a bad date yesterday. Holy, holy shirt. I went to see a movie. I went to go see Inu. Okay, okay, I got it wrong. Inu oh. I saw this movie, the O. It's playing like at the Parkway and the Roxy. So it's around right now. We saw it in the theater. Inuo is a 2021 Japanese animated film directed by Masaki Yuasa and produced by Science Saru. Based on the novel Tales of the Heike Inuo by Hideo Furukawa, the film is set in 14th century Japan and centers on the friendship between Inuo, a dancer, born with unique physical characteristics and Tomona, a blind musician ostracized by society due to the physical differences Inuo and Tomona nonetheless utilized their artistic abilities to propel themselves to stardom. So it's like a Japanese animation it's out now, There's. A lot of Biwa players, I kind of have a a thing, a soft spot, they call that. For Biwa, a guy playing a Biwa, it's like a guitar, kind of. And he's like speaking in guttural Japanese. Storytelling with the guitar is what we would think of it as. And it's cool. Inuo. But I went to see this movie. I wanted to go see it. I'm on more medication and I went to the movie. I saw the first five scenes or so, and then I fell asleep and I was bummed. I fell asleep. This was a big date. I was gonna go to the movie and then eat food. And you know, I'm on pills. We went to an 11 a.m. movie. I made it through part of the movie. And then I fell asleep and I woke up at the credits and I was like, no, I wanted to see that and I wanted to go out for lunch and talk about the movie. And then all of a sudden my face started hurting as soon as I woke up and I couldn't go, I couldn't go eat. I was like, I can't go to a burger and a beer place right now. My face is killing me. We we didn't have lunch. We went back home and I had a doll and a scrambled egg. I worried about masks. Uh, going to the theater but we were the only ones I mean it was an 11 o'clock show but we were the only people in the theater so don't worry too hard just pick your show but I you know to get ready for this I showered I shaved I put on the colored shirt I was excited to go to a movie and I fell asleep and then when I woke up my face was hurting a lot really kind of badly, and so I had to go home and eat doll, which is like bean soup. I was like, yeah, take me home and I'll have bean soup. I was bummed. You know who else is bummed? The oldest millennials are entering their 40s now, so I'm like in between Generation X and millennials. They called me Gen Y way back then, but now Gen Y is like some post-millennial idea or something. Who knows, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but the oldest millennials are entering their 40s. Welcome into this room, we're just getting older in here, we might die here. My cousin's in town from Connecticut and I wanted to call her yesterday. Because I'm like, she's in town for, I think, a year. She's moved to Berkeley. And I wanted to call her. She's younger. She's in her 20s. And I wanted to, like, be be like, I can help you out. But I, my face is killing me sometimes. And, I, you know, I got home from that movie. I ate the doll. Then I was like, I'll call my cousin. And invite her over to dinner. I was like, my face is killing me. I can't call her. And I gave up. But then I got pissed at myself. Because I don't like to... Let my ability, it's a real bummer when my disability intrudes on my ability to like talk on the phone. Something I feel like I should be able to do. So I called her, I got mad at myself and I was like, I'm just calling her. I talked to her, it might hurt my face. This is hurting my face, so I have to deal with it on some level. So I called her, she's doing a volunteer program. It's in Fruitvale, which is just two stops away. She's living in Berkeley. So I got fed up and called her. We got a group chat with my cousin and my wife, and we figured out in a few days she's coming over for dinner. It hurts to talk to her once or twice, but I just did it. She's not yet in her forties. Holy shirt. Thanks for sticking with me, man. Thanks for believing in me. So what's the matter with me podcast season season six, episode 30. You better believe me. Thank you for tuning in to What's That Matter With Me podcast. I'll catch you next time.